0: Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner and event planner. We'll go places, others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how to's of events, strategy, sponsorship and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors where we get the low down of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wingwoman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. Hey, welcome back to the Six Figure Van Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia May, and today we have Jesse Bhutan. I hope I'm saying your name right, Jesse. You butchered that already. Oh, today we don't oh, talk about this. <laughs> no, we didn't even talk about it. I just know you from before, Jesse. So, Jesse is a wife and a mom of almost five and a 17 year entrepreneur, author, podcaster, speaker, and this blew my mind a former professional race car driver. I had no idea.
1: It was like a whole different world, which it's funny because it plays perfectly into my life of motherhood and entrepreneurship. But yeah, everybody's always like, ooh, tell me more about that.
0: (laughs) It's just very interesting. But now she's known as the millionaire mompreneur and she teaches moms in business all over the world on how to turn their calling into a career. So I'm so excited to have you. Like I said, we've been talking for a year and happy belated birthday. It was just your birthday like a couple weeks ago too. Thank you you. Aww, that's so nice. So tell me more about how you created your empire. How did you create the millionaire mompreneur? Tell me about your inspiration and just the backstory of where you are now versus where you started.
1: This could be a real long story, but I'm going to give you (laughs) the version that probably a lot of us female entrepreneurs can relate to. So super long story short is, yes, I had a whirlwind career before getting married and have kids as a professional race car driver. And it was very successful at that. Took a lot of hard work, a lot of effort, a lot of failure, but actually retired from that career as the winningest driver in both the male and female category in the division, which is something I still hold that title 15 years later. And I'm really proud of it because it's the same life coaching techniques that I have literally really applied over into all of my business stuff as well Love that it. helped me back then and has helped me now. So I decided to retire and get married because I always wanted to be two things in life, a race car driver and a mom. I just found myself feeling really lost. I had loved the fact that my race car driving gave me a platform to inspire other people in many different ways. And I really just was missing that. At the time, I didn't understand it. I was really just thinking I was broken and really went down a dark path for a while, but ended up coming out of it due to, honestly, life coaching practices through intentional living techniques, just taking control of what I wanted and focusing on that more than what I did. not through that, I realized, well, okay, I could just restart my life. Let's do this thing all over again. Because I was also lost at the same time in helping my husband build his brick and mortar physical therapy business, which we have built to over seven figures at that time. And we're doing really, really well. But it was his dream and not mine. Yeah. And I think it's really important to not be afraid to admit that, right? But for the longest time I didn't because you put the people you love the of most ahead head over and off and not in a way that you mean to tear yourself down, but you do. So I end up realizing that I can still help him and do my own thing. And I get certified as a life coach. And let me just tell you something growing, it's funny, millionaire mompreneur now, right? Not only am I, but that is my brand. I could not figure out how online marketing worked to save my life. (laughs) I don't think any of us did though. Right? I think so many of us can relate to this. When we got started, it was really overwhelming and it changes so very fast. And all I had to compare it to was the brick and mortar space, which is some things are similar, but it's a completely different beast. And the same things do not apply. So I struggled on and off for quite a few years, but really became a student of marketing all over again. It's funny. I had an education in it, but I had to become a new student of marketing in the 2010s and such. Yeah, for sure. Um, It is. It's just, it changed drastically. drastically yes oh my gosh yes And I finally realized that I was just being led more and more into the business space. And that's what people were coming to me for. Even though I was still all about my life coaching, people were coming to me, but how are you building this business? I've watched you for a few years, I've seen it grow and how are you doing it? And I started sharing with them the things that we did, which I am all about. Less is more, even though I'm a girl who likes to run, which I think probably a lot of your audience can relate to, because if they're talking about planning events, they are big dreamers. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And that's not a bad thing just because you can't get there today or tomorrow doesn't mean you can't get there next year or the year after. And so that was kind of a big focus for me is realizing number one, just because I had a passion for this didn't mean I needed to stay in life coaching always forever, because I also had this really big passion to help women who had this entrepreneurial dream, right? I call it the new American dream now entrepreneurship, but to be able to figure out how to not have it stay just a dream, but to figure out how to be able to take control with their marketing and stand out as an authority so that they didn't remain the best kept secret, right? Like I had for so many years.
0: Absolutely. So you kind of taught this system. Is it a system? Is it a formula? How did you actually go and monetize it? Like what was the next step for you?
1: For me, the thing that I preach is you have to do less better. You have to slow down before you can speed up, right? Because unfortunately, social media is wonderful and we can't live without it. I was (laughs) going to say, sometimes yeah, you knew what I meant, but I, sometimes yeah. it's hard to live with it because it's so easy to get distracted. And so many people are preaching about do this, do that, do more of this, do that. Oh. It's really overwhelming. So I just went back to the only thing that I knew how to do, which was to turn all my focus to the one big goal that I had, and then break that down. And I did that for my race car driving. I did that for our brick and mortar physical therapy business. And then that's ultimately what I was putting in place with this new business with Millionaire Mompreneur that I was building. And I went from working over 60 hours a week, which interestingly, as a mom in business, I had built this business so that I could have more freedom. Right. I was working more than ever <laughs> <laughs> so- and sacrificing my sanity and my family and no amount of money to it, me was worth that. So I just kind of had an epiphany moment, either something was going to have to give and that meant the business was going to have to go or something was going to have to drastically change. So I started applying that to this business. And I went down to working in just a matter of about six months to working only 20 hours per week and making the most money I ever made in my life. And that's when I kind of said, okay, I cracked the code, the millionaire mompreneur code. I cracked it finally. And that's when we kind of took off in teaching our women how to do what we call the one thing formula. When I tell people this, they're like, that's it. Yes. it." (laughs) It is just taking control and focusing all of your marketing efforts on just one target market with one core product with one market marketing plan. And when I say that, I mean like having one conversion tool or freebie of sorts, and then one traffic source. So one platform more or less that you're using to bring people and you do that for one year. And if you are under seven figures, that is all you should be doing. Stop trying to have a hundred different products and host an event and this and that you really have to stay target specific to one thing.
0: Oh, and it's so easy to go to Facebook. Cause everyone tells you you need five different things to do, you know, LinkedIn and YouTube and podcasting And now Instagram, and it's just this whole big thing. It was like, how do you do it all? I love that. That's one thing that I definitely need to adopt in my business model is just one thing formula. (laughs) I love it. I think you probably already do as well, Alicia. I mean, you and I
1: both know, like you said, there's lots of different things we're going to dabble with and try and see if there's some legs to stand on and maybe a different platform. And that's okay. I don't ever diminish that. But at the same time, like you have really showcased very well. I've been watching you since we've been chit chatting now. (laughs) And you really have embraced the one thing formula so amazingly. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, seriously. That's our job is to lift each other up and support each other, but to say what we mean. And I think that's one of the reasons you've been so darn successful. And that's why people need to listen to what you're sharing. You might not call it the one thing formula, but I know that you're applying something similar to that. All the events that you're hosting. It's
0: true. You know, it's funny that you say that because I tell my clients, if you're hosting an event in a larger event, not even a small intimate workshop, and you've got, 10 things on the go, like a podcast and a big, large event and a launch and then another launch, it's really hard for audiences to kind of zone in because your event, I would say it should be treated as a separate business plan. It really should. It should be your one thing that you are zoning in on for the next six months. Like that's what you should be focusing on. I don't want to see anything else in your marketing. I don't want you to send out a newsletter or an email campaign that has five topics because if you want people to show up, then you need to show up for them. That's always my advice.
1: I don't know if everybody who's listening will understand this, but most of you should. I mean, you know what a value ladder is, which is where you ultimately lead people through more or less. Other people probably know it as a funnel, but where you walk your dream customer from a freebie to a small price point, and then to the next level price point, all the way up to a high price point. And that's what we do so expertly over here in my business is we just walk them up the ladder more or less. till when they get to that event that we're going to be hosting, they've already had so much value that it's like the no brainer next step that they're begging for to go to that event. So we are strategically always planning out at least one year in advance in our business. And that's because as you just said, I don't want to have three different offers going on over the course of these next three months because people aren't gonna know, well, should they sign up for my membership or should they get my book that's coming out or should they go to the event? And of course I want them to go to all three, but you have to Rico Suave them Mm -hmm.
0: up that ladder, right? Exactly, oh, exactly, 100%. And if they are confused at any given point during that process or if they're not sure which one they should do, Sometimes you just lose that person altogether. But if you're talking about your event, you're excited about it every single day, three months straight, then they're like, yes, I have to come because you've been talking about it. You've been excited. You've shown them the value in the past, like you said, and now it's like, this is the thing that you should do. Right? So a (laughs) hundred percent.
1: Exactly. I know because I'm an over deliverer. So I get that so very many of us are like, but we want to have different things available. But you just hit the nail on the head because you talked about confusion. Mm -hmm. And if people are confused, it doesn't matter how much they like you. They might really resonate with who you are and your personality and all of that. They might even think that you're speaking to them with one of those products. Like they really do need and want what you have. But if they are confused, they will generally not buy into anything. They just will stay either
0: a watcher or they'll walk entirely. Exactly. Yeah. And the lurkers, it's funny because you never know who's watching either. I mean, they could be lurkers for years and then they've never dabbled into anything and then they have bought a ticket to your event, the VIP ticket, mind you, that's a couple thousand dollars or whatever. It's so funny how people see everything that you're doing. I mean, I have people come up to me and they're like, oh, I know that you're doing this. And I'm like, but you didn't like or comment or share. I had no idea that you've done this.
1: <laughs> yes, no, I have had women do that with me from two years ago. They'll say something along the lines of, "Well, when you released your first book, The Rush Revolution," and I'm like, "That was two years ago. It's like it's so. Well, it was almost two years ago. I've never seen, like you said, I've never seen you once comment, like share anything. No, and they were the first ones to sign up for my one-on-one mastermind, Exa- and i right. was like, yeah. okay. I love you. But
0: it's so funny. I can't wrap my head around it. I really can't. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> but that's why we have to be consistent in what we're sharing. And so as you're talking about really you are hyping up your event, that should be the main thing you're talking about only. It's because of that consistency that then people do start to view you as an authority and like that's one of the taglines to my business, right? Is I don't want you to just be a millionaire mompreneur. If anybody knows me at all, or is listening to my podcast, they know that millionaire is not necessarily a money amount. It is literally a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It is a point way of being. And that means that I want you, listen, I'm nine months pregnant guys right now. So I'm having a little bit of a baby brain because I already forgot I started out on this tangent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're nine months pregnant.
1: (laughs) I can't believe it. I am keeping it real over here, but that is like what millionaire mompreneur is about is teaching you how to stand out as an authority, because there are tons of different marketing systems and sales systems that can work for you. Right. But I don't want one to just work for you and get you traction. I want to give you the one that's going to make you stand out so that you can live that life that you want to live easier and do things quicker with less road or speed bumps and roadblocks, et cetera. Right. And everybody's brand is different. And that's what we do. But my point is that's why it's so darn important to remain consistent because when you remain consistent in that thing that you do, people naturally start to view you as an authority.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's like with anything in life, people say, Oh, can I just put my event up once a week and hope for the best? Well, no. I mean, if you go to the gym once a week for six months, are you going to see results? Maybe, but no. (laughs) But it has to come from all angles.
1: I get too that it's hard for people to feel like only do it like once a week or to not do it more than once a week because they feel like maybe it's a little bit too pushy or something. And I get that so, so much. But you have to remember that you aren't trying to sell to everyone you're trying to sell to your dream client. And so if someone is turned off by the fact that you are promoting that all the time for three months in a million different ways, then they aren't your dream client. And I don't know about you, but I am not looking to have anybody sign up for anything of mine, unless they are going to be a hundred percent all in and satisfied. Cause I don't want you to screw up my success rate, sister. I need testimonials. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if they're not all in, then there's the door. (laughs) Goodbye. That's, That's my philosophy. We don't
1: want just Thank you anybody who has an Amex card, right? right? That is not a true entrepreneur. That is just somebody who is a wishful business owner, but yeah. we are real life women here, growing businesses that are changing lives. And we don't need everybody with an Amex card. We just need those few genuine valued customers that are our dream customers because they will tell the world and they will come
0: back for more and they will go up that value ladder. Exactly. I love that. With all of this too, and you work, like you said, 20, 20- hours weekly, even less now, let's say, because you are nine months pregnant, but what's your daily routine? Because a lot of people ask me, there's event planners I'll listen to this as well. And they're like, how do I get into a daily routine or something that gets me motivated daily to have that lifestyle? slash millionaire mentality so I can get to where I want to go. So share with us what you do on a daily. I mean, it's probably crazy because you have kids, but do you have like a special ritual? Yeah, no, I love sharing this. This is huge
1: for me because as I shared earlier that I had really had to overcome depression pretty heavily. One thing that I just leaned into was actually having what I call a daily routine. I actually call it the daily rush. Rush is an acronym for revving up self-happiness because that was all I was looking to do originally with it was to just take a control of my mood. I, as a mom at the time, then I have two kids. Now this will be number five, but I was really just wanting to have some time for myself. Cause my whole life was caught up with either the kids or my husband or our businesses. I felt like I was non-existent. So I decided to start going to bed right when my kids went to bed. That allowed me to get up at the time I was getting up at 4 a.m. Now I get up at 4.30 every day, but I would get up at 4.30 a.m. Now, let's say now this is my life now. So I get up at 4.30, 30, have a little bit of quiet time, chug some water, some prayer and meditation. Sometimes it's reading the scripture book and I do all of that for maybe like 20 minutes and then I go hit my basement gym. That's <laughs> like a, just a made up gym, mm-hmm. but I work out for at least 30 to 45 minutes in my basement. And then I have some quiet time with my husband over a cup of coffee and breakfast just so we can actually talk (laughs) right and i plan out my day i look at my journal and actually decide what do i need to do today that will move the needle more or less I speak in car language, guys. Move the needle means I really want to at the end of the day. (laughs) Oh, right.
0: Roadblock. Yes, yes, you (laughs) do. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just car language, you know, shut up and drive. I tell myself all the time (laughs) I want to move the needle on my days so that, you know, when I go to bed at night, even though that laundry list of 20 things is on there for both business and life, I want to at least feel like I accomplished something, even if it's only two things on that list. And so I kind of turn my focus to all of that and take control of, okay, what is it then that needs to happen today? Make sure every Everything's scheduled out because if it's not scheduled for me, it's just not happening. Yeah. It's, not. Oh, it's not, it's just not. <laughs> No, but I'm the person that's there. I get my kids up. I make them breakfast. I get them to school. We do drop off. I have a little kid in pre-K. So I leave half day to go get him. I'm just very, very structured. I get them off the bus at three 30. Then we go to hockey. So I really only work between two and four hours every day. And then there's some days I don't work at all because I have always planned out like my content calendars, one of what you want to deliver each week. And then one of what you want to create. And I very often am just creating one day a week and And then I don't have to do anything again for the next two weeks because I made eight videos or something, you know, four podcasts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. But being
1: super intentional, right? I mean, that's Mm. the biggest thing is we can't fly by the seat of our pants and think it's going to get done. You have to be super intentional. And that takes a lot of dedication and commitment. And you just have to decide that even though it's hard to stay dedicated and committed for a little bit. If you do, you will like the reward that you get. And once you have that reward, you're like, okay, that dedication and commitment pain that was a little bit hard, that's not so bad in relation to the feeling like you aren't able to keep up with things or like you're always behind or et cetera.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really important for event planners because a lot of the event planners that are in my group program and do come to me, they have... 100 million things to do because if they're planning large events. So I feel like they always have almost, I don't say excuses, but they're like, well, I've got 5 million things on my to-do list. How do I fit this into my schedule every day? Or how... Can I make it so that it's a smaller routine or 10 minute routine that's intentional? And right. I love what you said. You can just keep it to whatever works for you pretty much. And like some people want to get up 4 30. That's awesome. That's definitely not for me. I'm more of a night person, <laughs> right? And I'm like, my night routine is my night routine. I still have a morning routine that's like five minutes. But for event planners, I think it's really just the motivation of the mindset almost. Do you do any mindset work? Like how do you keep yourself very positive every day? Because there's a lot of people that got in with a grind, right? They're traveling, they're this, they're that, they're doing all these things. And they're like, I just don't have time or I can't do it. Or this is not for me right now.
1: Yeah, I'm like the mindset queen. That is at the base of everything that I do. So I'm gonna kind of chit chat on a couple different points here just because you brought it up. One of the things that I know for me, I had to start doing in my business. And this was really hard to do before I was really making the money that I felt comfortable. But I did have to start delegating. And your event planners, I'm certain, their lists are crazy and it is hard to keep up with everything themselves. So they have to not be afraid to delegate. And that means they're going to have to not only hire, but then potentially fire people. And that's hard too, but you have to be willing to not let that person that maybe isn't quite the right fit because they just can't keep up with what you need them to do or to do it at the quality of what you need them to do. It's not personal, right? You have to keep professional and personal separate. You really do have to, it is one of the hardest things ever. And so I will just tell you to trust your gut and go with that. But mindset is a huge piece of everything that I do and is going to be for them when they are working with other people. So I have this thing that I do because I'm by nature, a doubter, right? I have limiting beliefs, just like everybody else. We're human and we're women, which seems like it happens a little bit too easily. But this thing that I do, even now with all the success that I've had in my life and business, I still will find myself thinking, oh, who am I to do that? Who am I to do this? This thing that I'm doing, what if it doesn't come out the way I want it to and so on? And I now, I call it being aware. So it's like objectively observing what it is I'm saying to myself and then saying like I literally just with one word, will call it out and I'll be like doubting, you're doubting, stop feeding the doubt and feed that passion inside you that prompted you to want to do this event or to do this thing. And that's one of the biggest things things that I tell people because mindset can feel very complex. It can either feel really fluffy because a million people post a mindset quote a day and you're like, yeah, it's not that simple. (laughs) I agree. It is not, but it also doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. And so when you are trying to say, but I just can't change this. I just, it's there and it's too hard to get rid of. So stop trying so hard to get rid of it. How about you just simplify it and break it down and call yourself out and say, Hey, you're doubting right now. That's it. Leave it be. Call it as it is and then walk away from it because if you do that, you're now going to create a new pattern in your brain. You've broken your pattern of continuing to feed the doubt. You've broken it by just simply calling it out. I didn't ask you to feed your soul, if you notice. Of course, I want you in time to get to the point where then you're like, sister, remind yourself you're amazing. You built this to where it is. And you're doing this because you've worked 12 years for it. I'm just using that as an example. time, sure. Tanya, I'd love you to get to that point. But for now, let's not overcomplicate it. Call yourself out, you're doubting, or that's fear, whatever it is, and just change trajectories. If any of you are mamas on here, that is. What we do with
0: kids best, right? Is we have to literally just redirect all day long. All day long. <laughs> Oh, I know. We're really clever. But I love that. I love that. I think people overcomplicate it. And that's where they get really into that vicious cycle, if you will. It's like, okay, well, if I can't do this and I can't do this, but you really just nailed the hand on the hammer. Oh, Listen,
1: God. now can't you, you can't talk. I can't you talk You've got baby now. brain. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm so oh,
0: sorry. No. It's contagious. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh, no, I know. You told me your story, so no for you. No <laughs> is a solid, foul no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So you were talking about events and I'd love to know your plans for 2020 after baby, of course. Are you going to be hosting a big event?
1: Yes. And my assistant's already talking to your assistant <laughs> so that we can get you on board to help us. We actually have hosted several smaller private in-person events with my mastermind gals and such over the years. And I've been actually part of a lot of larger events in my former career as a race car driver with big corporate America, fortune 500. Company sponsors, but this is going to be the year 2020 that we host our big millionaire oh, mompreneur live amazing. event. We're so excited this fall, but we actually also host quarterly events with the women that are inside my business building membership, the Millionaire Mompreneur Accelerator. We call them the Millionaire Mompreneur Mojo events because oh, I love Isn't that. that what it's about? Mojo. <laughs> it is definitely about the mojo. We need the mojo. I but yes, it. we're hosting our first super big event. We're really excited about it. So yeah, if any of you come over and follow me on Instagram, know that in the next three months, you're
0: going to be inundated with seeing me talk about it oh, <laughs> because good. that's what Alicia says to do. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait though. I can't wait for, to see you bring your entire brand to life. Like that's going to be super excited for me because <laughs> we've been secretly liking each other for the last year or so <laughs> in a non good way. So what is the I premise the vision of this event? If you wouldn't mind telling me, cause I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So one of the things that I need in life is more than just inspiration and motivation. I love inspiration, motivation. Do not get me wrong, but it only lasts for a short amount of time. Like and a so, second. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like until the next time I run into fear, my best friend in 24 hours. Yes. So, <laughs> me, <best> <laughs> yeah. So because my best friend. Yeah, my best friend is fear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tomorrow it'll be doubt. The next day it'll be imposter syndrome. I mean, let's just real it's why we have put off doing this event well actually baby is why we put off doing baby. this event yeah <laughs> this yeah. unexpected little baby papoose in my belly but um <laughs> i'm just really excited to bring something that's much more tangible and actionable so it's almost like a workshop style event you come you have a workbook and we actually redesign like you come with where you're at in your business where you want to go. We have team members that are going to be going around to help everybody figure out, okay, where are you? Where do you need to be moved into different groups and such? And I know that sounds crazy because we're actually talking about having a larger event and that sometimes can be hard to do. But if you know me at all, which I think you kind of do, Mm -hmm. you know that that doesn't scare me. If anything, that's why I want to do it more because it is such a big thing that most people be like, well, it can't be done. No, it can be done. And I actually think it's really imperative for it to be done so that these women can get the best transformation in not only themselves, but in their business. And so we're really looking to give them the tangible, actionable steps to design their whole plan so that when they leave, they're going to go home ready to take action, not just full of inspiration and motivation.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. I can't wait to see that because that's a little different than most events where we get the dose of like the Rachel Hollis. Yeah. I can't wait. And then you go home and it's like, okay, what, what happened? You know, I love, that. love Rachel Hollis. Oh, I, I freaking love her for sure. For sure. Yeah. But, but like you said, a lot of them, and I know that she's a bit more about
1: tangible, actionable things too. And that's one of the reasons I think you and I are probably so attracted to her, but there's a lot of women out there that watch her, And that's all they do is watch. And so I know she doesn't want you coming to an event that you're just going to be a watcher and not take action on, right? So that's kind of where I'm at too. Don't come. Like, I am not about selling tickets. I am not about getting you there unless you are ready to go all in and literally millionaire mompreneur status. Here you come.
0: Exactly. Love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, I want to know how people can find you. Where are you hanging out these days? Tell us about your podcast and all the things.
1: Yes. So it's Jesse Harris Belton on com. Oh God. Yes. Don't feel bad. Belton. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody okay. butchers it. And I didn't think to chat with you about it because no. we've just been Jesse and Alicia for a year yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's also millionairemompreneur.com. Either one of those will bring you right to my website. Instagram's my jam. If you want to actually like talk to me and become besties, please Instagram me. I will either video you back or voice message you back. It might take me a little bit because sometimes my inbox is full, but I do actually like interact with you over there. And then my podcast is Millionaire Mompreneur Project. So we would love to have you come on over and listen there as
0: well. I so appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jesse, for being an amazing guest. Honestly, I had like the best fun today. So it's like talking awesome. to my bestie. But anyway, if again, if you want Jesse, I can't be prepared to for her podcast and her live event, hopefully in fall 2020. But thank you so much. Good luck with your babies and your new baby in the next three weeks or so. Yes,
1: the countdown is on. Thank you so much. I can't talk for having having me, Alicia. I just, it's so great (laughs) to finally get to jam with you over here on the podcast. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the events.